In Trump time, truth, straight, no chaser, the definitive insider's account of the White House of Trump. Peter Navarro's In Trump Time War Room is brought to you by Getter, the Twitter killer. Sign up for Getter today and strike a blow against cancel culture. Getter, the Twitter killer, an ultimate in social media engagement. Now here's Dr. Peter Navarro deep in the D.C. swamp from the In Trump Time War Room. Hi, I'm Peter Navarro, and welcome to episode 20 of the In Trump Time podcast. In this episode, I'm going to reprise a short segment I did on Steve Bannon's War Room. The backdrop for this episode is very peculiar activity in the stock market today. After plunging at the open dramatically, the market bounced back in all four major indices, the S&P 500, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, the NASDAQ, and the Russell 2000. All finished moderately higher, as did crude oil, which is up to $84 per barrel. This kind of volatility is a technical trader's dream. Yet, it should be clear at this point that the overall stock market trend is down. Here's the teaching point. There's one school of thought on Wall Street that the stock market is a random walk. This random walk philosophy underlies the idea that you should simply buy stocks and hold them and not try to time the markets. This, frankly, is a stupid doctrine, which is simply an invitation to small retail investors to park their money and not think about things while big hedge funds and smart money on Wall Street trade in and out of the market as the small retail investors literally often take it in the shorts. The second school of thought, which I have always embraced as a macroeconomic forecaster, is that the stock and bond markets are both leading indicators of the economy. The notion here is that stock and bond market investors on a minute-by-minute basis, digest all sorts of economic and geopolitical news that can have an effect on the overall economy and specific sectors within the economy. As they digest this information, they make bets on the markets accordingly. As I explained in this podcast on Steve's show, here is what I've seen. The stock market is in a clear downward trend right now. Investors are, in effect, betting on an economic slowdown that will negatively impact earnings. As expectations of earnings growth fall, so do stock prices. Ergo, the stock market is a leading indicator of the economy. So the very clear signal we are seeing right now on the stock market is a stagflation signal, a slow growth signal. That is the stag part of the stagflation condition I have been warning about. Now, what about the bond market? What we're seeing here are bond yields rising, and because of the inverse relationship between bond prices and interest rates, bond prices are falling. In effect, bond market investors are betting on higher yields, that is, inflation. So, the very clear signal we are seeing right now from the bond market is an inflationary signal, the inflation part of the stagflation conditions, again, I've been warning about. Now, the other thing I should tell you here is that it's highly unusual for both bond prices and stock prices to go down at the same time. Usually, bond and stock prices are inversely related for this reason. 
For example, when stock market investors are anticipating slower growth, they're going to bid stock prices down. The typical result in that scenario is that inflation will go down as well with the slower economic growth. And in that scenario, bond prices will be rising as yields are falling and stock prices are going down. So the inverse relationship is maintained between bond and stock prices. When this relationship fails to hold, essentially investors are betting on the scenario of both slow growth and inflation, the stagflation we are now talking about. Now, a little bit of a disclaimer here. I'm not here to give you financial advice. Instead, when I talk about these matters, what I'm trying to do is give you situational awareness about where the economy might be headed. It is axiomatic that the stagflation we are experiencing is a direct result of both the policies of the Biden regime and the attack on our economy by the Chinese Communist Party with its Tony Fauci engineered virus. Ultimately, this is what we must understand. Now, before I play the clips, just a couple of other comments. I was pleased to see that the National Football League has terminated all virus testing through the remainder of the season for any players who refuse to be vaccinated. This is as it should be. What this policy is telling us is that when profits are at stake, a profit-centric league like the NFL will embrace the science and back off from its forced vaccination policies. I wish that our public schools had the same common sense as the NFL. Instead, powerful teachers unions are forcing children to be vaccinated to protect the adults. This is beyond child abuse. Remember here, I'm not anti-vaccination. I'm against using the current quasi-vaccines, which are risky, leaky, and non-durable in a way that runs against the grain of science. Okay, let's get on with the War Room clip here. Please be sure to write a review of this podcast. Please recommend this podcast to a friend as well. We really need to get the message out, so let's spread the word together. This segment of the In Trump Time podcast is brought to you by Steve Bannon's War Room. Join Bannon's War Room posse and get tomorrow's news today. All signal, no noise. Bannon's War Room. Let me bring in Navarro. I'm going to get to the RML in a second. Navarro, you, you made the call on November 10th. Where do you stand this morning on what is it today, the 24th of uh, the 23rd of January? Monday morning, market's melting down. You made the call November 10th, the market top. Where, where do you stand today, sir? Yeah, the market uh, call on November 10th on the war room, Steve, was the short the market. Where I stand now is we're seeing everything I said unfold here. What we have here, this is uh, per Cortez earlier, uh, the, the best leading indicators for me as a forecaster are often the stock and bond markets themselves because it's the investors who assimilate all this disparate data and then make bets either short or long. So what we have with this stock market crash going down is that's a leading indicator of stagnant economy, okay? And then when you have bond prices 
going down at the same time, that's a signal, a leading indicator of what? Inflation. So when you see the stock market and, and, and bond market crashing simultaneously, it's a strong signal of stagflation. Now let me let me give you let me give you the more technical. Hang on, view. hang on. You just hang on. We're gonna go to the next. We're gonna have to break. Be back in a moment. I see for 2022. What's my outlook? All right. First of all, to me, we have the strongest economy perhaps I have ever seen. Okay. Uh, welcome back. Sorry for it had a slight technical problem. Uh, the technical problem is I misread the clock. But hey, I divert my. I digress. Um, Peter, how does this one I don't get? Uh, because you've been President Trump's manufacturing guy. You've been the guy going around the country talking about the vaccines and the problem of the vaccines because you wrote the memo to President Trump to get it kicked off and just doing an amazing job. So you're not really spending a thousand percent of your time like you've done before working with hedge funds or working analysis or analytics. How do you get it right on November 10th and a guy that gets massive dollars and he's on the biggest you're in the war room, right? He's on CNBC. Yeah. How does Jim Cramer get it 180 out from Peter Navarro? And basically, I think two months after you made the call, sir. There's a bias on Wall Street, basically, to go long and pimp up even when things are going bad. I would maintain it's the worst economy I've ever seen in my lifetime. And let me add to the forecast. I not only called a short on November 10th, I'm going to say this day that there ain't going to be no regular bounce back from whatever bottom you think you're going to hit. Because what's going to happen is you're going to start hearing the touts on CNBC and Fox Business and Bloomberg saying it's a buying opportunity. That's BS. The best we can do here, Steve, is this thing's going down more, and at some point it's going to plateau. And it can't go up because stagflation is a very different animal than what we usually see. So we're, we're in deep trouble calling for a flat market for a long time, and we haven't yet seen, seen the bottom on it. Okay, hold on. I want to make sure people understand this. This is just not a market. You have markets and you have the underlying economy. What Peter's saying is unlike what you're hearing everywhere else, and I want to ask you to take two minutes and explain to us why it's the worst economy. You said the stagflation part a year ago during Biden's phony inauguration. Yeah. But the Wall Street, here's the, for everybody out there, that you're going to hear these things. It's a buying opportunity. You know, buy the dip. All this crap. There's a, and we're not telling you how to make investment decisions. We just want to give you an old saw from Wall Street: Don't catch a falling knife. Okay, don't catch a falling knife, Peter. The underlying economy, as you see it, and what Biden, what you're hearing about, what Biden's talking about, another stimulus, breaking up, build back, broke, all of it. Walk us through why you say, Jim Cramer says, the best he's seen in his lifetime. Peter Navarre on the same data saying, I think it's the worst economy I've ever seen. Walk me through that. Start with the Obama-Biden years where they mistook like uh, what was going on structurally in the economy, structural rot, for just a normal downturn of the business cycle. Normal downturn of the business cycle, you just apply Keynesian stimulus, you bounce bad out. That's not what we had after the crash of 07. What we had are structural problems that Donald Trump solved with our five points of the compass, the deregulation, tax cuts, strategic energy dominance, fair trade, and increased defense spending. Those are all growth drivers structurally that got us moving. The problem we have now is the same thing and why, again, stimulus won't work. We have massive structural rot in our economy. 
you start with the with the impact of, of the CCP virus on our major metropolitan areas. They hit like a neutron bomb on the office buildings, our metro centers, our entertainment districts, created a, just a massive service sector refugees that aren't trained to fill the jobs that are available. Secondly, and this is huge, Steve, we've got the great resignation going on. People, for whatever reason, a lot of it pandemic, who are in their 50s and older are taking early retirement. These tend to be the most skilled, high productive workers in the economy. So that's taken out. At the same time, the VAX policy is coming in, Steve, and taking out uh, critical workers who don't want any part of that quasi-vaccine, and it's hit our supply chain particularly acutely. You got like warehouse workers, you yep. got FedEx, you got pilots, all of that stuff. There, you know, we've lost. You, know, you lose five, ten percent of those, twenty percent, and and that's a, pr a problem. Then the supply chains, yep. in and of itself, are disrupted because of the pandemic, and you're going to see is China Pete Buttigieg. By the way, we got we got the port cities city that Ben yep. Hardwell called port cities in China. Is Pete Buttigieg thirty seconds? Is yep. Pete Buttigieg going out to San Pedro and LA and LA Harbor? Is he going to solve that in your mind, Dr. Peter Navarro? Yeah, he's going to go out there and, and and have a taco at one of my favorite restaurants out there. There's actually some, some nice Mexican restaurants out there that I used to go to. Uh, but he's not going to solve any problems out there. The, the big, big picture here for, for the War Room Posse uh, is simply that the stock and bond markets are strongly signaling stagflation. There's no question about it. They are doing so because of the underlying rot in the economy. And as you see these other indicators come in, whether it's yeah. missed earnings forecast okay. or plummeting consumer confidence, whatever it is, okay. manufacturing indices plummeted, everything's yeah. going. And I want to reiterate okay. this, Steve. This is not down and bounce back by the dips. Do not do that. If you hear the touts no. on the financial network say that, you, you just look at the TV and say, you don't when, know when what you're Cudlow, talking when about. When Larry Cudlow says by the dips, turn the show. Okay, hold it. Yeah, I yeah. digress again. Real quick. Real quick. Yeah, well, we're gonna get Larry, 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 hang on, hang on, just don't real go quick. there. Don't go Larry there. Larry was no, pushing no, no, Lehman stop, Brothers. Stop, 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 stop. Okay, stop. Okay, hang on. I got to get the Ari Melber clip. Everybody in the vaccine, Bobby Kennedy, the big uh, 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 rally yesterday. We're going to get to that tonight and tomorrow. We've got so much on that, but they're all over Capitol Hill right now meeting. Let me play the Ari Melber and Peter Navarro clip real quick before we go. Let me play lawyer for a minute and simply lay the predicate uh, for the discussion tonight. My role in um, the, what the Washington Post calls the coup that we call the Green Bay Sweep was simply to look at the analysis of what happened in the election. I started that uh, on Thanksgiving Day of 2020. I completed three reports, which I'm sure you've read, Ari, and I hope you'll confirm that. <laughs> so delicious. Facial recognition Peter, patterns uh, confirmed. Uh, <laughs> that would be a no, sir. <laughs> Ari, Ari, I feel your yeah. I feel your pain about controlling Navarro. Thirty seconds, Peter, before we got to get out of here. Tell us, yeah. you put it right between his eyes. They had yes. not read any of the analysis, they sir. Had not had read the report. And, you know, you, you, the bottom line is that all we wanted on January sixth was peace 
and calm on Capitol Hill to run the Green Bay sweep, Steve, and, and we did not get it. It's the best confirming evidence that, that, that Donald Trump is innocent of all charges that this insurrection is. This was a different cat, uh, Steve. Uh, the first Ari Melber thing I thought was more balanced. Yeah. Um, and fair this, oh, this time, a punch out. He, this he, a pun- he pulled this his tricks, out. but he he came in unprepared. <laughs> okay, be unprepared because he hadn't read the Navarro report. Okay, we're gonna go back here at five o'clock. By the way, the buried lead bombshell. The committee, nobody's reached out to Peter Navarro. Hmm, I wonder why that is. Maybe they don't want that report in the official record. See you back here, at five p.m. in the war room. Buy in Trump time today on Amazon and find out what really happened on November 3rd, January 6th, and in a Wuhan bioweapons lab. In Trump time on Amazon.